everyone, and welcome to GagCast, a podcast all about RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, Richard. Richard, how are you doing tonight? I'm all ready to head hoses, or whatever that means. <laughs> You're getting this... so close! <laughs> she already had had done... She There's already no done had hers! <laughs> she already done had hers. <laughs> I'm doing great. This episode was great. I think this is one of the best episodes I've seen in a long time. I agree. I really, really enjoyed this episode. And uh, as well as the untucked afterwards. Oh, my God, it was like explosive. So we have a lot to talk about this week. But before we get into the Snatch Game episode, I did want to mention uh, if you guys aren't following Miss Cracker on YouTube, she is actually, first of all, hilarious but also doing behind-the-scenes reviews of each episode of RuPaul's Drag Race. So if you are interested in getting a behind-the-behind-the-behind-the-scenes look <laughs> from Ms. Cracker, uh, they're very, very good. And, and one of the things that she mentioned, I guess um, the most recent episode as of recording that she's posted was about episode five. She usually posts about a week after the episode actually airs. And it was the Bossy Rossi Show one. And she had a really interesting thing to say about Cameron. Apparently, Cameron's strategy has essentially been not to give the producers anything. So no shade, no drama, no nothing, which is why we don't generally see Cameron interviews or interacting or anything else with the other queens. So I thought that that was a really, really interesting strategy. What do you think? I think it's working out for her both in terms of like popularity with the blah, blah, blah. popularity with the viewers she's definitely not viewers. getting dragged into anything no and it's also helping her in the competition because she's a hard worker and she's keeping an incredibly level head like she does talk and she does talk in untucked and she's quite funny and i love it but um yeah it's an interesting strategy i can't remember a queen in the seasons I've watched, which is through seasons eight to 10, um, that has just sort of shut themselves up for the good of the show. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. And it, like it really don't... seems like she's just staying focused and staying out of it. But the one thing that I find really interesting about this strategy is it might be working for her right now, because again, she's not getting drawn into any of the drama. She's not, you know, getting uh, distracted from what the end goal is. She's putting all her focus on the work, which I think is very, very smart. But in terms of screen time, I think actually in this episode at some point, someone actually makes the comment, or it might have been last episode, that Miss Vanjie's had more screen time than Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, well, Miss Vanjie is, Miss Vanjie's the true winner of this season. Yes, 100%. She yeah. Won. Yeah, she, she's going to come back and she's going to be Miss Congeniality, right? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, she even... <laughs> has to be. <laughs> she's like not even on most of the season, but just everyone <laughs> finds her name hilarious, which I don't actually know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But um, the point that I wanted to make about Cameron and his strategy is that when you're in the final three, sometimes four, it kind of depends on the, the format of the season. But they do a live finale, which always includes some sort of a fan vote. Now, the whoever wins the fan vote doesn't always win RuPaul's Drag Race, as, as always, Ru has the final say. 
But mm. um, I do find it really interesting that because she's had so little screen time and hasn't really, you know, her personality hasn't really come across even in like this week's Snatch Game. It just like it, it, she hasn't had a lot of screen time. She's always like right in the middle and she's not in any drama. So I'm wondering if that's actually going to hurt her in the long run with the fan vote, because I mean, I love her. I think she's gorgeous. Like and the the looks that she brings to the runway are. 10 out of 10 almost every That's week. phenomenal. They are phenomenal. really phenomenal. But if you don't connect with the fan base, I wonder if that's going to hurt her in the long run. So it'll be interesting to see because I really do think she's going to be one of the ones that's going to stick around until oh, yeah. the end. Oh, yeah. So um, I'm interested to see how this strategy plays out because, I mean, the the super confrontational queens, like, I mean, they they tend to... Uh, they tend to stick around quite a while because I, I think we've we've talked about it before on the show. You know, it's very produced, right? So <laughs> mm, controversial I'm, stuff gets gets views. <laughs> yeah, I'm wondering if her strategy will change once the vixen's gone because I don't think vixen's going to be top three. Oh God, no. So once the literal drama like demon is out. Mm -hmm. Maybe it might then give some more space. Yeah. Yes. But I agree. I think as well about the popular vote, it all depends on the type of people. Cameron is now my favorite because the way she acts is something I respect and something I connect with mm -hmm. when she's in the environment. Is that the type of, is, is like my uh, enjoyment of the character, the general public's enjoyments of Drag Race? No. It's probably quite small. People love emotive, expressive queens, yada, yada, yada. So I think it will hurt her a little bit in the end, but I think she's such a strong and consistently strong competitor that I'm really excited. Yeah, I am too. So we should jump in and we should talk a little bit about episode seven. So uh, this week was Snatch Game. Uh, before they got into Snatch Game, we also had the reading challenge. So these are two like fundamental parts of RuPaul's Drag Race. I don't know if they always what come is in reading? the same. It's fundamental. Sorry, <laughs> exactly. I just put that in. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if they always fall in the same episode, but they definitely you get a reading challenge and a Snatch Game in every single season oh, of RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race. It's the highlight. Is it though? Wait, are you talking about the reading challenge or are you talking about the Snatch Game? I'm talking about both of them, and they can they should be the highlights. Were they this season? Listen the next 10 minutes to find out more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it was actually really funny because, I mean, I thought the, the reading challenge, there were quite a few queens this time who I thought did quite a good job. Um, quite good. Yeah, Eureka was pretty funny. Uh, Cameron did kind of okay. Uh, I thought Cracker was funny. I thought, uh, oh, who else? Might have been Asia. I feel like... Asia, Asia was, was shady. Surprisingly, yeah. yeah. I was like expecting, like, not necessarily like nice girl out of Asia, but I was not expecting that. <laughs> she does do hot zingers, though. I remember yeah. one time, it was ages ago, and she, someone commented and said, that dress uh, looks like something, something, something. She said, yeah, well, your talent's in the bottom too, out of nowhere. <laughs> and they yeah, do that right. thing they do where they just go, you know? yes. <laughs> that is one of my favorite things when somebody says something like 
super on point and super shady and then they just all run around the room screaming i love it yeah. <laughs> um yeah. but yeah so it was kind of funny at the end of the reading challenge because it's like really seemed to me like rue just didn't want to say who won even though it was kind of clear who won but she was kind of like eureka wins <laughs> <laughs> like did you get that feeling out of rue too um i didn't i the main feeling i got was eureka won and at first i was like okay let me let me watch let me watch this segment again and the jokes they showed. And I agree. I think she was the strongest out of the jokes they showed. So with Ru, I, I didn't feel that Rue really said it begrudgingly, um, unless he was doing it because Eureka has won two of the main challenges in a row. And this would be a mini challenge, making her basically having a winning streak. Exactly. That's and kind of what it felt like. <laughs> Saying like it begrudgingly. Like, oh, why did yeah, this happen, saying, happen like this? <laughs> yeah, saying it begrudgingly, especially with the Vixen. Um, you know you know how in season 8, 4G4 had this like thing against Bob the Drag Queen? Yes. Where she'd constantly compare herself to her. This season, it's Vixen and Eureka. Yeah, Vixen I can see that. Vixen is constantly comparing herself to Eureka. They are completely different people. They're like opposite ends. But they're both, they both can be quite bitchy, which is why they're in such a tight conflict, you know? Mm -hmm. Except Eureka has some sort of self-reflection, as we've seen, where she she, yeah, she apologizes. Vixen is just totally blind, like, oh my god. And we'll get to that a little bit later, but holy Vixen, hell. Vixen is, I'm the best, and it's my way or the highway. Mm -hmm. um, I don't like the Vixen. It's cool if you do. But that sort of attitude is an attitude I've had to deal with with people in my own life. Mm. And it's better just to let them fester. <laughs> Honestly, it's because if you try to talk to these kinds of people who talk to people like that, you're not going to change their mind because mm -hmm. they will ignore everything you say. Very, unfortunately. Very yeah. But yeah, Eureka won. Um, and it was a really, really solid reading challenge. Really, really good. I, I was surprised by Cameron. Um, again, Cracker's jokes were like very convoluted, mm -hmm. but that's what's good about Cracker. I agree. Um, and overall, it was nice to have them joke around and people actually make jokes about the Vixen and she's not able just to like go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> which is nice. Because they have to be so, they are so pedantic around her, you mm -hmm. know? There was so one pedantic. thing I feel, though, and I think it was Vixen that said it, but it might have been somebody else. Um, but it was a slight against Eureka. But I also think that she kind of had a point. Oh, and again, whoever yeah. else said it, but um, talking about like wondering when Eureka was going to stop relying on her size, basically. Stop relying on that body weight. <laughs> yes. And was it Vixen that said that? Yes. Okay. Of course, yes. it was Vixen. Well, it, it seems like a Vixen thing to say, but I didn't want to just is. assume. And I, yeah, I didn't make any notes for the show today. It's, so, but... it's, it's between. It's, it's not even a joke at that point. It's kind of just like a dig on Eureka, but it does have a point. She, I think she definitely has a point, and I mean, I, I don't often agree with Vixen, but um, in terms of Eureka's Fucking performance, rarity, isn't it? <laughs> 
In terms of Eureka's performance so far, though, like, yes, she has been funny, but she's also very much a one trick pony. Like she always yes. seems to be relying on her size or making fun of her size. Like she's almost always eating when it comes to doing a main challenge. Right. Like she's just mm -hmm. I don't know. It just it seems like she relied on it for the end of the world thing. She relied on it for. um, Well, I guess the. The panel she did, I guess that was about body shaping. But again, she went with the body challenge. She didn't do face or hair, which were the other options. Um, it just seems very much like that's that's what she does. And I understand playing to your strengths, but I also don't want the winner of my drag race to only be able to, you know, do funny fat jokes. Does that make sense? Yes, it makes perfect sense. Marcel Visage in the past has always gone up to queens who have like one a one a one trick pony routine i guess you could call it and saying i want something new from you like Derek berry mm. you know and sasha velour with all her bold looks you know we want to see you go beyond your comfort zone and i think those the most i feel I've like seen... those are very much looks though i don't know if she's yeah. ever read a performance you know like a you always choose mm. the same character i want to see you like be serious or I want to see you blah 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 whatever like play the, the hot fishy it. one instead of the you know fat <laughs> yeah. funny one like try to make yeah. her go out of her comfort zone a little because the other I feel like the other queens have to do that quite a lot we saw it this week with Aquaria where it's like she's used to just looking and that is her thing mm. right and yeah. she had to be comedic so if Eureka is always comedic like can't you be like hey give us a better runway look you know what i mean like so I, I i would like to see i would like to see her do something other than i'm fat and i'm eating and it's funny because eventually it's just not going to be funny anymore well we don't really get surprised like we were talking me and me and Justin were talking before and i was asking you how the episode was because i get it like basically eight hours later when it's available for her and i was like please tell me Eureka didn't choose like Mama Boo Boo. <laughs> <laughs> no, she went for Honey Boo Boo. Yeah, so. she went for the child version. <laughs> oh, that uh, yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and so again, like, I, and I, so I think there were a lot of criticisms from Vixen about Eureka in this episode, and I don't think that she was necessarily wrong. But uh, I also think, and it might just be that you know maybe Rue and Michelle and the rest of the judges don't get to see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Maybe that's in order to keep the judging a little bit neutral. I don't know, but mm. they did seem very surprised with a lot of the stuff that came out later in the episode about Vixen and Eureka. But I don't necessarily think that Vixen's wrong, especially about Eureka being kind of a one trick pony. And I mean, she's had very like she dressed up like a big baby and then now she dressed up like honey boo boo like she's being very she's playing very childish roles and she's very good at it and that's not surprising to anyone i don't think so i don't think yeah. Vixen's wrong in her criticism of eureka saying that she um she needs to stop relying on her her body weight as a crutch basically i think i have like three main points about this first of all the one who critiquing her about it is the vixen and she's just as childish if not more, in my opinion. So oh, I don't yeah. take much weight <laughs> to it. Second of all, um, the runways aren't as influential in the voting. That's just a, a fact of this season. Mm -hmm. You know, it's all about the main challenges. And because I think Eureka's won off a lot of looks that honestly weren't great. 
in my opinion, they were okay. Yeah, the the runway seems to be a tiebreaker more so than yes, it seems thing. to be a tiebreaker, which is a shame for me. But you something know, else whatever. that I found uh, really interesting, I felt like there was a couple of times in this episode where we got a little bit more information about kind of the application process for RuPaul's Drag Race because. Uh, when Rue and uh, Bianca Del Rio was our guest star during their preparation for the Snatch Game. And mm, when they were the kind challenge. of... Which was the main challenge. Yes, obviously, Snatch Game was the main challenge of this week. And I don't know why I said that. It's fucking <laughs> obvious. I just wanted to be <laughs> And when they were walking around talking to the queens, a couple of the queens said, like, oh, I auditioned with this character. I auditioned with this character, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting because I feel like Snatch Game is a fucking train wreck every single season. And I don't understand mm -hmm. because Snatch Game has been in RuPaul's Dry Grace since the very beginning. Every single season has a Snatch Game. So if you're applying to RuPaul's Drag Race, even before you get accepted, I would be working on my Snatch Game. I don't understand why people show up and then they're like, oh my God, it's Snatch Game week? I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is not a surprise people <laughs> yeah it's 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 disappointing especially when it's the 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 it, it just disappoints me in general when people are prepared for this show where they've invested so much time effort and money mm -hmm. into getting into and then they're like oh, i've never sewed a dress before what's a hem oh, what's <laughs> that? what am i gonna do for snatch game i don't know so please let someone else in who is prepared for this get to your spot yeah i'm sorry it's it's a competition it's very influential these these the people on this show it changes their lives and mm -hmm. it kind of it kind of feels like a little bit of a not an insult but it does annoy me somewhat well it is, it is when, kind of, it's when very, they're like it's disrespectful you know, yeah it's a bit uh, yeah it, it just annoys me when they're like i don't know what i'm going to do oh i'm not that confident i had no idea and it's like we're in episode seven episode seven yeah. of the 13th season of rupaul's drag race if you count the three all-stars so that like there's always a snatch game there's no excuse i i feel like there's no excuse and uh yeah so i mean there is something to be said about like if during the walkthrough you know you say oh i'm doing such and such a character and then rue goes oh and you have to change on the fly but i feel like that didn't happen to the ones that really weren't prepared necessarily so Mm. I don't know. It just... I loved, I loved seeing them test them though, mm. and they were just like, "So when are you going to do Maxine? Yeah, <laughs> when are you going to do Dorothy? <laughs> you know, yeah. it's such a such a good bit." And I, I had to do a lot of googling in this thing because I've not watched uh, past season below season eight. Um, Bianca De Rio won season six. Yeah, I knew nothing about her, and I fucking love her. Yes, the way she talks and her humor is something i find hilarious so i need to go find out more about her but it was really great because it, it highlighted exactly like how much of a train wreck but also how entertaining the snatch game was going to be mm. it's the worst one i've seen out of the free snatch games i've seen on the free seasons of rupaul's drag race i've seen um it was probably the most entertaining as well because this is probably the most invested i've been in the show mm. i feel so, like uh this snatch game when it came to the actual tops and bottoms and and safes of the judging later on i felt it that was it was very very obvious because 
it really did feel like there were three tiers of performers in this one. Oh yeah. And yeah. I know that has a lot to do with production too, because they do cut so much out. So, you know, for instance, I felt like we didn't see a lot of cracker and we didn't see a lot of China or sorry of Cameron who played China. And I thought that that was a little bit strange and I would have been worried for them had it not been like had Asia and Vixen not done such a terrible job. Oh my God. Yeah. They had, they had some, but yeah, you had, you had the people who had amazing characters. They were super entertaining to watch. You always wanted the question to be answered to those people. You had middle of the road. It was okay. The character looks were pretty cool. Some of the jokes are hit and miss. And then you had uh, just gormless performances. I think that's the only way I can describe it. <laughs> gormless. Yeah. So we nothing had... went right. <laughs> exactly. We had Monique doing Maxine Waters, who I don't know who that is. It's American politician, apparently. Yeah, she is um, a Democrat on one of the legal things she's big on black rights or something oh. i had to google these yeah, yeah like i so she's I, a very she's a very strong like black politician which is um, fine and i think that like especially with snatch game there is something to be said for like making a political statement and making use of your platform and stuff like that and i i like that idea mm. but yeah i feel like and it might just be because i'm not american so i'm not into american politics to that level that I know like Congresswoman or whatever she is. So, I mean, I'm not familiar with her at all. So yeah, even, I mean, if, even if Monique had like nailed her personality, I would have had no idea. And I feel like that's a couple, like um, I didn't know who Maxine Waters was. I didn't know who Dorothy Parker was. I didn't know who um, Blue Ivy was when Vixen was talking about she was going to oh, be neither. Blue Ivy. I was like, who the hell is Blue Ivy? Um, and and, and she said she doesn't talk, and I'm like, "You're doing a mime." Who, yeah, when she said, yeah, she doesn't talk. I was like, "She's like, yeah, I'm just gonna do face." I was like, "Oh, honey, it's Snatch Game. You don't do face in Snatch Game. Like that has never worked out for anyone. They have never got because there's been tons and tons of people who have relied on the just the mannerisms of their character and haven't been like really snappy with the improv, and they've always that was failed. a good snap. Thank that you. Was a good snap. That was great. <laughs> does that come across oh yeah there you go <laughs> sick <laughs> so yeah like they they haven't been like they haven't ever rewarded someone for being able to mimic the stance or the face of the person they're impersonating like it's always always shouldn't. been the answers no they shouldn't it's not because a, that's this not the point a look of the game challenge yeah yeah exactly yeah so that's, um, that's that's the thing for me with this whole monique thing is she may have got the mannerisms and the political statements and political talk right, but it was deadpan political talk. Yeah, that's not funny. Yes, it's never going to be funny. The only, the only, there's only one funny politician at the moment, and it's Donald Trump because he talks weird. Right, and you I have think to that talk that's, weird. Yeah, and I think that that's, that's why point. Aquarius came across so well. She basically took the idea of doing something political and made mm. it fucking hilarious. And I was shocked because it's Aquaria, right? But yeah, she did I was Melania <laughs> and was so freaking good at it and had so many like little ideas to play up the, the mannerisms. Whole... Yeah, well, not even just the mannerisms, but she backed it up with then having jokes. 
and the jokes that she oh, made yeah. were hilarious. Like the Russian hooker pee joke and the I help will... me in the box. Like <laughs> that was my favorite. Oh one. man, like she was really, really good. And that's the kind subtle. of political statement that you can make in Snatch Game. Like she was basically saying Melania Trump is like abused and cheated on and terrified and kidnapped, which are all things mm. that have been said about her in the past. And she took that and made it a statement while still being funny about it, right? Whereas the Monique's was just not. Yeah, they were the two complete opposites. And I think that's why the Snatch Game was so entertaining for me, because you had basically people doing the same sort of genres, like political people, celebrities, yada, yada, yada. And you had like an example of someone doing everything wrong, an example of someone doing everything right. And I loved Aquarius look, the, the mannerisms, and it was so subtle as well. Like the constant blinking. Yeah. <laughs> could have could have solved me on the character and the way she posed and the way she looked at people and the way she talked. Talk was comedic. It was like a, a, a Russian Slavic sort of accent. It was <laughs> overdone. But yeah, you can you can pair Monique to Aquaria, and you, it's basically so educational. How do you make a political character funny? Mm -hmm. And that's what we learned from these two characters. Well, we learned the same sort of lesson from Vixen and Eureka because they both played children. Vixen played Blue Ivy and mm. did a really bad job at it, and Eureka played Honey Boo Boo and did a really good job at it. Although I would say, again, she did lean on the crutch of her body because she drew on her stomach and then made her belly button talk, and you know that was. It was funny. funny it was really funny. But yeah, again, it's, <laughs> it's the kind of joke I'm beginning to expect from Eureka. Like, look at me. Ha ha ha. Big fat belly laugh. Like, I, I get mm. it. But you're right. It was really funny. And uh, answering all of the questions by drawing like the first time it was really funny. The second time, not as funny because I was like, OK, I was like expecting it. But then when she started describing everything that was in the photo or in the in the drawing, I was like, oh, my God, OK, that's hilarious. That is such a six year old thing to do. And then when she turned around at the end and she drawn all over herself like that actually was like shockingly, mind blowingly hilarious. Like she did a really, really good job this week. So, you know, and then Contrast that with Vixen, who also did a child character. Apparently, Blue Ivy is Beyonce's daughter. With like, I don't know. Blue Ivy sounds like a like a like a sort of fungus disease you get up your leg. <laughs> right. I'm literally you know. googling it right now because I don't what, even know what's wrong with Debbie Beyonce. Why can't call her <laughs> Debbie or Catherine or Chloe? You know. Blue Ivy. <laughs> okay, yeah, Beyonce and Jay Z's six-year-old daughter. Is the next one going to be called Green Moss? Is there going to be like a <laughs> like a theme going? <laughs> I just I wasn't sure if it was Beyonce's daughter or Beyonce's um um niece or something. I knew it was in mm. Beyonce's family, anyways, because then you know we get the Asia character playing Beyonce, attempting to play off of Blue Ivy, and she didn't. She wasn't originally going to be Beyonce. Originally, she was going to do Whitney Houston, but then wanted to. And again, we get a little bit of kind of um, backstage knowledge from all of this in when Rue was walking through doing the prep. She was going to do Whitney Houston and make fun of the drug use. And Rue was like, no, like you can't do the drug use. And I don't know if that was a RuPaul rule or a drag race rule or a respect the dead rule, but Whatever the case is, Asia wanted to do a bit. She wasn't allowed to do the bit and had to change her character at the last minute. But this is the third 
Snatch Game Beyonce that we've had, it never works out well. Ever. She's not a funny character. No, she's, she's really not. It's like, very well I just loved. want to be pretty and I can look like her, so I'm going to impersonate her on Snatch Game. But Asia was mean. Oh, my God. I so don't mean. like mean Asia. No. Asia, to me, throughout this competition, has been like the mother of the group. And Beyonce is also a mother, but her being mean, no. Every time I see Asia talking to someone, she's always comforting them in some way, you know? So this was a total flop for me. I don't have the knowledge of the past Beyonce attempts, but clearly this role is cursed. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) Well, I mean, it's because like um, yeah. she, we don't really know her enough necessarily. She's she's as much as she is a very well known public figure. She doesn't really hog the spotlight in a way that would be, you know, that we would hear a lot from her. Like she's no, she's not Kanye. Like she doesn't make an <laughs> ass of herself. She doesn't like she's not super outspoken. She isn't always try- like she lets her art and her music speak for itself. And She's an you, actions person. Yeah, you don't see any drama out of her. She reminds me a lot of Cameron, to be honest. And, and if you, is is that good for Snatch Game being all action? Exactly. No it's totally not because like, and it's so interesting because like, I mean, I think Michelle pointed out like all the things you could have done as Blue oh, Ivy yeah. and all the things you could have done as Beyonce, and none of them were even close to what Asia and Vixen had done. And so I think there might be a way, maybe, that you could make her funny. But again, just the look, being able to look like the character, not enough, not enough at all. So quick, quick aside, if you had to pick someone to do Snatch Game as, who would you pick? Oh, my God. Um, um, I'd probably do Angela Merkel. (laughs) Okay, wait, who's Angela Merkel? Angela Merkel is the the current chancellorette of Germany. (laughs) Okay, I knew I had no I knew that I knew the name, but like I literally thought it was like the chick that's running Britain right now, maybe? That's Theresa May. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> okay, so why would you do the Chancellor of Germany? <laughs> because I can do a German accent. Um <laughs> and I've always I've always wanted to like I've always imagined her as she's all she's all formal and political and then she gets home and she just bitches about like Vladimir Putin and Oh, I've run out of von beige lip liner and my, my pumps were so uncomfortable during the whole meeting and Vladimir Putin's mouth was going up and down and up and down. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just sick of it. I do okay, it anymore. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> I have no idea because I'm, I don't know. I feel like I'm not funny. So I feel like I yeah. would be, I feel like I'd be the Aquaria of this challenge being like, I don't know. I, I really don't know who I would impersonate. Mm. Um... Well, I'm I think totally it's totally even it's blanking more, on names right now. <laughs> I think it's more difficult for you because you're you're a woman and you'd be impersonating another woman, mm. and you know a lot about the mannerisms and the way the genders think and and such. Whereas it's a man going into a woman role, we just fucking, you know, that's what pantomimes are, right? It's men dressing up as so women. maybe instead of like me trying to think of a woman, I should like try think to of a think man. of a dude, yes. like. 
Uh, I could probably do a really good Justin Trudeau, actually. <laughs> Keep it Canadian. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just be a total dreamboat. Yeah, I could probably do that. He's, yeah, you just, he's you dumb just be as like fuck. A, like a, <laughs> he's definitely the like stupid Chad. pretty boy. <laughs> you know, you just be Chad from high school. It's like, sup, baby? Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're just flirting with everyone on the stage. That'd be great. Um, but yeah, yeah like I, I, you're right. I think it might be a little easier for me to to think of a kind of caric caricature of a person mm. if it was like me trying to do a different gender. But uh, but yeah, I mean, snatch game is definitely not easy because I've thought about this before when I've been sitting here watching, you know, thirteen editions of snatch game, and I'm always like, who would I do? Like, I don't even know because it's like the thing is you. It's like every single question is improv, right? Like you have mm. to think of the funniest thing that actually answers the question in a weird roundabout way. And I think that that's the piece that some of the queens were missing in the answers that they gave. It's like, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> like they asked yeah. for a thing and you gave a date or, you know, like it just like it's some of them were so disjointed and it's like, oh, they asked you for like, where would this happen? And you said person. And they were like, what? <laughs> so like you still have to, you can't just have a, a set of answers kind of pre-figured out. You have to think on the fly. And I think that's, that is, it's, it is a very, very difficult challenge, but it's also a challenge that they know is coming. So uh, who haven't we talked about yet? We had uh, Monet doing Maya Angelou. I'm not 100% sure who Maya Angelou is. I think she's a writer. I looked this up. Okay. <laughs> so she's done a whole heap of shit. She's had so many jobs in the past. She used to be a sex worker as really? well. But she's basically, um, she's, she's like Maxine Waters. She's a very, very outspoken, intellectual, academic black woman. In Interesting, America. because I feel like I, I knew this name and she has been done on Snatch Game. She was done very, very recently on Snatch Game. I think they mentioned it in the Chi -Chi? Um, Yeah. I think but, on All Stars. Okay, so she was it an American like poet, singer, civil rights activist. Okay, cool. So she was a poet. So that makes sense because... Um, uh, the poem? Monet, yeah. yeah, Monet actually sat there and wrote a poem, which I thought was great. And it, it kind of like it made sense with what was going on around her. So again, like a very, very good portrayal. And she was funny, even though I didn't know who Maya Angelou was, I could kind of figure out that she was a poet and a writer. I didn't know about the singer and the civil rights activist part, but she got enough of the character mm. across that I could figure out who Maya Angelou was from her portrayal, as opposed to like Maxine Waters. Like it felt like, and I, I think one of the guest judges said this, like she read the Wikipedia page for who Maxine Waters was, <laughs> yeah. memorized the facts and couldn't actually engage as her. Um, mm. So we mentioned, I uh, we mentioned love sorry. this. Sorry, I'll, I'll just talk Monet's? briefly about I loved Monet's. I felt it was the one that took the biggest risk because it is such a distinguished character who's done so much in her life, as well as being like a civil rights activist, especially for African-Americans in America, is, is always a contextual point, you know. Um, I felt this was the biggest risk, and I felt this was one of my favorites. It was... it. It was like Melania Trump, but it was it was the same thing as Melania Trump, where it was the mannerisms and the things she did, but made funny with comedy mm -hmm. and over exaggerated. I felt and like she way... got to the point where she was like 
she was like the old lady that just doesn't give a fuck anymore. And yes, I love that, like it. the way that she played that. Yeah. She just <laughs> fell asleep and she was like, no, no, I was resting. My yes. <laughs> Don't worry about me. Yeah. Um, I, I, I felt this was the strongest I've seen Monet and it makes me really excited to see her in future episodes. Cause mm-hmm. she's like, she's, she's, she's been sort of, uh flatlining and now this is a real big bump for her because she 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 killed it and it was really funny and the best part about it and i think this is the most important part is about snatch game you shouldn't have to understand the character they're playing you just have to find it funny i didn't know anything about maya angelou and mm-hmm. i loved it well, and I mean, you know, for that's in, great. in this case, because I just I literally just Googled who Dorothy Parker is. And so I feel like, again, we're talking about people who are playing the same role, one doing it right, one doing it wrong. I would say in this case, Cracker playing Dorothy Parker is the flip side of Monet in this case, which I yes. was so disappointed in Cracker. I thought her snatch game would have been the best. Like, I thought she would have been in the top for sure, because I do find her hilarious and she's really good at comedy and improv and and everything else but i felt like the character she picked was it was going to be very difficult i didn't know who she was she's another poet writer critic and comedian apparently but she died in 1967 so that's going to be really hard for a 2018 audience to relate to if they're not familiar with who Dorothy Parker is. So she should have been like a zombie or something, you know, like I'm back or something like that, you know, anything. But I felt like something I felt Cracker could have pulled off. Yeah. She reminded me more of like uh, angry 1920s newspaper writer. Yes. And that's not who this character was at all. So like, I never would have guessed who, like what Dorothy Parker actually did, but she looked like she should have had a typewriter in front of her and like sitting there mashing away on the keys with the cigarette hanging out of her mouth. And an ashtray. Yeah. That was what I got from Cracker's portrayal and her jokes weren't that funny. Um, And I don't really know why, like she kept saying like Dorothy Parker's, comedic style is like taking what you say and flipping it back on you in a kind of shady way which is fine but that's again not really how come across yeah and that's not really how snatch game works like snatch game is we ask you a kind of innocent question and you make it as crazy funny as possible with your answer it's not like a a back and forth so much like there is some element of like introductions at the beginning and there is some playing off of other characters but there's not enough of that to make that your whole entire thing right so if i don't know Mm. anything about dorothy parker i don't know anything about you maybe the answers you gave were funny if you were intimately familiar with dorothy parker but they definitely weren't up there with just the kind of mass appeal and relatability of monet's maya angelou the only people who are laughing at that were the people at some university in the Dorothy Parker Appreciation Society, and they were having <laughs> a blast. Other than that, it was just all right. I didn't think it was the worst character. I agreed with her being safe, but it wasn't the cracker humor I come to know and love. Mm-hmm. And I think you've got two types of people in the Snatch Game, and I think this has been the case in all the Snatch Games. You have people who go okay, my Snatch game, I'm going to impersonate a character down to a T. 
And then you've got other people who go, okay, I'm going to take this character and I'm going to exaggerate them and take the piss out of them and make it funny. Yes. And those are the and ones that win. <laughs> the latter ones are the ones that work because whenever Rue goes around and gives them advice, he goes, okay, just make sure you make me laugh. And then they come out here and, and they, they play like a, a child support person. They go, you know, the kids just need more safety, Rue. <laughs> they need an Amber Alert. And it's like, it's not a, you're not impersonating for like, a pantomime or some sort of Broadway show, you're impersonating just to make this one person laugh. That's what you're being judged on. Yeah. So I, I feel that's the the two different ways of thinking about it. And one of them just doesn't work, in my opinion. Yeah. So the last one we kind of have to talk about is Cameron doing China. And I would say that Cameron was kind of the better of the two straight up celebrity impersonators. Um, if you compare yeah. China to Beyonce. And I thought that look-wise, Cameron looked amazing. And she had all the mannerisms of the, you know, bodybuilding the China. Constant and the constant iron and pumping and yeah. stuff. And, and I, I know a bit I about China the as change, well. I love the change in voice that she did, too, with the testosterone. Yeah. Like, I thought that that was quite funny. But again, since I feel like since she was safe, a lot of her jokes and content were edited out. And I feel the same mm. way about Cracker. We didn't actually get to see a whole lot of Cracker or Cameron because they were being overshadowed by the tops and bottoms of the week. And so I being think overshadowed by how bad the bottoms were. Yes, oh my yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there didn't seem to be a whole lot of doubt of who was going to be in the top three and the bottom three in this week. And that kind of meant that Cameron and Cracker didn't get as much screen time. And it's kind of too bad because, oh, my God, I thought Cameron looked exactly like China. Like she did such a good job of her look and then she did a pretty good job of her impersonation but i can't remember it was funny it was yeah. definitely funny the she... testosterone joke was really good she yeah. changed the performance she kept in character um it wasn't a highlight but like i'd say it was like fourth for me mm -hmm. it wasn't it wasn't uh maya andrew it wasn't melania trump and it wasn't honey boo boo but like after that, I go, yeah, China's pretty good. I enjoyed the character. I got a few laughs. I enjoyed the testosterone thing. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, th yeah, I thought so, she did better than Cracker. Yeah, I thought she did. Uh, yeah, I thought she did quite well. And I mean, like, she's not necessarily a, I mean, she's a professional wrestler. So I feel like instead of just, like, as much as I liked, like, the flexing, she could have, like, gotten a little bit more into it because, like, the whole idea of professional wrestling is that it's very over the top, right? Yeah. So she could have like chair. stood up. At, yeah. Use the chair, like stood <laughs> up a bit, just trying to get the crowd going like, yeah, yeah. Like just standing up and like waving her arms around and stuff. Like, I think that she could have potentially have gone a little bit more overboard. And I mean, like China was a professional wrestler. She was a model. She was a porn actress. She was a bodybuilder. Mm. Like there's so many different things that you could have done there. But Cameron's China was still way better than Asia's Beyonce. So again, if we're comparing like, oh, yeah. you know, performances of like, because we kind of did. We had two writers. We had two famous people. We had two political ones and we had two children. So they actually are pretty much paired off. So again, yeah, Cameron was definitely the better of the two uh, celebrity impersonations there. So 
Um, but yeah, that was Snatch Game. Overall, I think it was one of the weakest Snatch Games that they've ever had. Um, and they they knew it as well. Yeah. Yeah, well, that post, was the thing. Afterwards, oh. no one seemed to be happy. <laughs> no. And I think it, it was because... It did not down well at all. I mean, and it might have, again, this might have come down to editing, but I know, like, a couple of the queens, Vixen, of course, but I felt like there was one or two others, uh, might have been Monique as well, um, were kind of saying that Aquaria was stepping on people, or not Aquaria, sorry, Eureka was stepping on people, and I was like, at least from the editing, from the production side, I never felt like Eureka was talking out of turn. In comparison no, to Asia, oh my gosh. Yes! That was that was the part I didn't like. It's like, wait your turn, honey, and think of something good to say. Well, and even Asia, when like in before Snatch Game actually happened, when she went over to talk to Vixen, she's like, okay, I'm going to let you establish your character before, but then we could play off of each other and everything else. And when Rue made it around to Vixen and was like, Vixen barely even opened her mouth when Asia was jumping on top of her. I was like, whoa, what happened to Vixen establishing her character? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> She's playing a character that can't talk. Playing a child. Yes. Compared to Honey Boo Boo, who's like a big, funny, over-the-top child. Yes. It's just not... I don't think it's appropriate for Snatch Game. No, it was a really, really weird choice. I don't understand at all why you would choose... The look was all right. But, but even then, like, it barely even, like, stood out as matter. anything. Yeah. <laughs> the look really doesn't matter, honestly. Because no. <laughs> unless, it's, unless it's, like, adding to your character is funny. Like, the Honey Boo Boo character, the look was really, the, the look was funny. Because mm -hmm. she got up, and then she had, like, the whole midriff thing missing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. Honey Boo would probably do that so she could store, you know, cheese balls there for later or something. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so um, apparently, and maybe this is the difference, is that, so Honey Boo Boo is actually a 12-year-old versus Blue Ivy, who's a six-year-old. So I wonder if it's just like Honey Boo Boo has had enough time, not to mention her own TV show for, what, two, I think there was two seasons of that show or something. Like, so she had a chance to establish her personality, whereas, like, when has Vixen ever seen Blue Ivy other than pictures, right? So, like, it just, it was such a poor, poor choice. And When has like, the Vixen ever made a good joke? Yeah. As well. Yeah. Uh, but so, genuinely funny isn't about digging into someone else. Yeah. That's yeah. only whom she could do. She should have been Beyonce. Mm. Asia was, Asia would have done a better, a better, like, vulnerability thing, but... Domestic abuse, because that's basically what they were doing. They were trying to make fun of domestic abuse, right? Mm. It wasn't funny. It yeah. can be funny. Uh, absolutely fabulous. The entire premise of that show is that the mother and her best friend are drug-addicted, terrible people to their child, and the child ends up having to become the mother, and it's fucking hilarious. This was not. Yeah, this, this was definitely a complete was miss. not. So after Snatch Game, after everyone was really upset because no one felt like they did very well, we had our Mermaid Fantasy Runway. And there were quite a lot of um, very, very similar looks, I felt like. Even similar uh, like color schemes, which I kind of get it. Like mermaids are usually like purpley, bluey, greeny. Very like specific uh, category, you know? Mm -hmm. Very specific. It's not like hats where you can have all these different types of hat. Mermaids 
mermaids are mermaids yeah <laughs> in 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 cartoons in movies and even like celtic lore wherever they originated from they all sort of have the same design mm -hmm. so it's hard not for everyone not to look similar in silhouette yeah so i don't think they were judged for it and then so our first up was monique and again she did fairly good face and hair but her outfit was really really lacking her mermaid tail was I think made out of those sequins that are the different colors, depending on which way you flip them, which was a thing that Eureka did on her dress. So it almost looked and like that they worked were... out well, didn't it? Yeah, it was like it almost <laughs> looked like they were silver when they were one way or actually kind of like holographic when they were one way and then like pinky bluey pearly when they were the other way, because if those weren't those sequins, I don't actually know what that pattern is on her tail. Looked bad. I think it looked really you bad. Have, you have such big lighting going on your characters you come out that runway i don't think those type of designs uh look they i think they actually look worse when they're on the like lighted harshly mm -hmm. well because know? that's the thing about the runway is the the lighting is very bright and so if they come you're out gonna there do, fucking being blinded you know yeah if you're gonna <laughs> do glitter and sequins i think you gotta do it the way that ms cracker did who came out next her mermaid tail looked amazing <laughs> hmm. i loved it those scales because she had actual scales not sequins uh, it was actually it looks very very similar to the fabric that monique actually wore last week with those really really big circles on it that change color and reflect the light like her tail went from pink to purple to green and back again it looked so so nice and she had one of the better um Brassiers. Flippers? Oh, <laughs> I was going to say flippers because it, it was stiff and it held its shape. So um, I'm all better. about the tits. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cracker also had great tits. <laughs> yeah. Um, and her headdress, like... too. Like, I loved how that styling went from the bra into the headdress, like all the gold points and stuff with all it the corals. It did like look like coral, coral which yeah. I really liked. Um, for me, it was just like Miss Cracker was like i'm you but better when it comes to monique because mm. monique's monique's was like no real accessories it's a headpiece that doesn't really match the top well monique really didn't even have a headpiece she just thing. had her hair right she just had she glued pearls yeah. on her face yeah so she didn't have a headpiece but cracker yeah, yeah i thought it she was a full look phenomenal the colors really worked especially with the sequences she was quite smart having such a vibrant pink Mm -hmm. because there was a lot of like pinkish purples and then the blues at the front on the sequence thing which gives the illusion of like water right yeah so i i i was really impressed by this i love the nails as well and um oh, she really sold me on I hadn't being even, i hadn't even noticed her nails but you're right <laughs> it, it, it just um it just was like the best normal uh uh under dusty mermaid sort of uh what's what was she called oriel ariel ariel yeah tv tv ariel yeah it was the best it was <laughs> you the know best ariel looking... has like bright red hair right <laughs> yeah yeah but it was it was a very she similar looked like, like she could be design. in a disney in a disney yeah movie. she was yeah. disney princess mermaid and yep. i think it was the best of the quote-unquote like normal looks we expect if we flick on a cartoon about a mermaid yep i i can best see look. that what did you think, just overall, before we move on to Aquaria, what did mm -hmm. you think overall about them being wheeled around in a wheelchair? 
I didn't get it at first. I was like, oh, we are disabled uh, mermaid now. I, I literally, like, at first, when they brought out Monique, I was like, oh my God, did she hurt herself? What like, well, yes. <laughs> I was like, did we miss a big like shot of her falling down the stairs or something? But then they brought Cracker out, and I was like, oh, okay, this is going to be the thing. They don't walk the runway, they they flip. But I. Bring them out on a fucking surfboard. Don't bring them out on like a medical grade wheelchair. Yes, okay. I was like, what I was like, why is this happening? Why are they doing this? Okay, as long as I, as long as we were on the same page. But <laughs> oh, it was a bit of a, of a throw off. I'm like, well, usually people walk on catwalks, and yeah. then I'm like, oh, they have flippers. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but a wheelchair for someone who's like, you know, broken their spine. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh man, yeah. And so oh. next up, we had Aquaria, who when she came out, oh my god, like. I don't necessarily like Aquaria very much, but I was living for this look. She took the idea of mermaid and took it to such a cool, dark, like politically charged, save the world, save the environment place. She looked amazing and she made a statement while she was doing it. Like, I loved this. Aquarius has been so strong in these past few episodes, and I feel this was the best look for me out of all of them. Yeah, I, I was not surprised when she was the, the winner of everything. I would have been very annoyed. Yes. I didn't like Aquaria that much in the first few episodes, but now that the whole thing with Vixen's calmed down, I've really been enjoying her. Yeah. Um, for me as well, like we all have different tastes. I a lot of the media I consume, like games and stories and books, always are a little bit darker and a little bit, you know, um not horror, but like fear of the unknown they're, sort they're of stuff. They're darker fantasy than yeah, yeah, and having having like a mermaid in an oil slick in like this dystopian future where even something as the purest thing we can imagine about the the sea is a mermaid, right? Yes. And she's covered in um, some shit oil, basically. <laughs> you know, because we wanna we wanna light our light light some shit or whatever, or, or fuel our cars, and then you have this beautiful thing, and she's got like the blue tear eye things as well. Yeah, you know, and she's in I pain. love the the soaking wet hair look too. The hair because... was amazing. Yeah, everyone else went oh, with good. like the whole like I have perfect pageant girl mermaid hair, and it's like yeah, Aquaria looks like she just got out of the water, which you know that's like, what happens. Yeah, that's what happens when you get out of water. <laughs> exactly, it just looked it. The whole look was brilliant, all the way down to and these hands I did notice. She had like webbing on her hands and like it just it looked so like real complete. It looked so complete. It was such a complete The attention to detail was insane. So uh, attention to detail has been what Aquaria has done this episode. And I'm mm -hmm. I'm very glad she won because I think she deserved it because she I feel she put in the most work and what had the most cohesive snatch game as well as the most cohesive um, runway to me. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had Asia O'Hara, who made a bold choice. We haven't seen this happen very often on Drag Race, but she went like full face mask. We've seen like partial face coverings before, uh, but she went full on face mask. And I did like her idea, her take of like 
doing a fish face for a mermaid because so often mermaids are, well, I mean, some versions of mermaids often have angry fish faces, but most often our versions of mermaids are, you know, beautiful women faces. So I kind of liked that she was the one soft, that took soft it faces, to soften. You know? Yeah, yeah. I liked that she took the kind of uglier interpretation of a mermaid. A beast, a beast of yes. the sea, but, but still a, a glamorous beast. Yeah, but then her tail, like the shape of her tail was really lost when she stood up. Um, yeah. And it very much looked like she was just in a dress. And so yes. I, I was a little bit worried about this when I saw it because I was like, she looks the least like a mermaid when it comes to her silhouette. And I think it had a lot to do with her shoulders as well. Um, like mm. her big, huge shoulder pads, like poofy top sleeve parts, getting all the technical terms here. <laughs> but... <laughs> Um, that to me, I think is part of what made it look like so much like a dress. Plus she had a lot of the fabric going up the sides of her boobs. And again, didn't go with like the more traditional mermaid bra type look, which again, uh, it is traditional, but, um, I think if you're given a mermaid challenge there, you do need some parts of it that pull it back into that, what a traditional mermaid looks like, right? She had too many... Too many tassels and like yeah. big long strings of fabric. So when she stood up, it did look like a skirt. Other than yeah. that, I really, really enjoyed the idea mm-hmm. because, again, personal tastes. Like the whole idea of you know maybe maybe these creatures are not as we depict them in in fantasy. Well, it's very you know? much like um, sirens in Greek mythology, right? Like from far away, yes. they look beautiful. Oh, this this was a siren yeah. sort of thing the uglier they become. And that I love that type of shit as well. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So I, I really like the, the choice of the mask. It was super bold and super risky and I liked it, but I didn't necessarily like just the silhouette of the rest of her, of her gown, but I did was, like it, her was mermaid it good? tail. Yeah. I just, you might be right. Like if she didn't have those extra pieces of fabric, like the the kind of like yellow on the bottom patterned on the top pieces, if they weren't there, she wouldn't have lost her mermaid shape. And then I think it would have looked fine. Oh, yeah. She would have done really well if she had the mermaid shape. Yeah. I yeah. think this would have been a really, really good look. But it's because she had like ball gown wizard tassels and the end of her like wrists and shit mm-hmm. that I think, I think, I think that really drew her back. But like... But I do I think the mask was like one ideas. of ideas. Yeah. And this was really good. Yeah, the mask. The mask, I think. I it think was one of the most original things. Have... Yeah, and week. I love seeing I just love seeing original things, especially when you're in season 10. Mm. And I think it was super risky, but I think this might have actually been one of the things that kept her safe this mm-hmm. week after her snatch game performance. Yeah, you're right, because her the the next person we're gonna talk about, Vixen, her runway was busted. Oh man, she looked <laughs> awful. And again, she's another one that has really good face, really good hair. I liked her coral crown, but for me, it stopped there. Like her yeah, her agree. bra was not attached properly. Her boobs were lopsided and all over the place. Like she looked terrible, and her her tail looks a whole lot like something I would go and buy at the Halloween store. Looks like a dog's uh, bed. 
two dogs' <laughs> beds have been attached. Well, that's the, the thing. End. It looks like, yeah, just two big pillows, whereas a lot of the other queens did a lot of cool things with the shapes of their tails. Like Aquarius was a little bit tattered because she's clearly like looks like she's been run over by a boat or something with all that oil on her and stuff. And the same mm-hmm. thing even with even even Monique, whose mermaid tail I did not love. At least her fins looked a little bit. They had some interest to them. Crackers did as they well. They didn't fold over on themselves yeah. when they waggled. <laughs> you know, the thing about the vixen's looks, and I think this is a common theme that I've noticed, is she's very much a face queen. She does amazing makeup. She transforms from this guy who looks a little bit like an ant. I'm sorry, she kind of does when <laughs> she's in boy form, and then she goes and she just completely changes the shape of her face. Yeah. The hair was really nice. I love the coral crown, like you said. I kind of like the puffy shoulder thing. And then you go down, and the bra isn't even connected by straps. It's lopsided. It gives no illusion of actual breasts. And then the the tail's just a mishmash. And I just keep on feeling that whenever she does these runway looks, she focuses entirely on the face and the makeup, and then she just sort of patches stuff together. Yeah. And it's not it's not working for her. I completely agree. Um, and even then, like even talking about like lopsided when it comes to the cups on her bra, they don't even look like the same same shape to me. Like, I I don't know. They I were agree. Just, they I were agree. Just they so... look off. The, nip, yeah. the the pointed ends of the cones look off center slightly. Yeah, I so mean, it's it like doesn't one's help. pointing up and one's pointing down. Like, <laughs> it doesn't help that it looks like she's got like an A size breast and a C size breast. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it just it, yeah, it was a whole lot of mess. Uh, speaking of a whole lot of mess, Monet exchange. I was I, okay. Can we just talk about the thing she carried on the runway? Because what did you think it was? I wasn't sure. Like out? maybe like one of those like underwater like mines. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I was the way she swung it though. It's like she was trying to go for a mace, but that's you not need what a more mace than a handle. Like. Yeah, it needs a handle. It love. needs a handle. Yes. <laughs> So I was really, really confused. I think her look would have been better because I think she was going for post-apocalyptic warrior mermaid is what she said. But I think I just got hit by a boat would be better. I got I got um, uh, finding Nemo realness is what I got from this. You know, (laughs) where they get the sharks and they're like, fish are friends, not food. Bruce, don't eat them, Bruce, Bruce. And he, there's the big fight scene because of the blood. Yep. And then the boat tips what she's fucking holding. And the whole thing explodes. Yeah. And she was the mermaid at the bottom who got caught in the blast. I don't know. That's what <laughs> I, I do thought like she was the, going And for. I didn't realize this until I'm just looking at a gif of her now. I didn't realize that she had a fish chewing on her foot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Look at that shit. Waggle that. Waggle yeah. that. There's so much detail. Yeah. I mean, I really, I really liked the idea. Um, I love seeing these original ideas. I mean, it's even better when they 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 are they are actually produced seamlessly. Um, this just felt like a little bit. Uh, I bought like this was... from the store, and then I just added the pieces, you mm. know. And it kind of felt mace... to me like she just uh, tried to tell too much of a story, like she had too many pieces there. And had she just Very gone, for... yeah. If she'd just Probably gone with, like, place. one or two things, like, she didn't necessarily need the big claws. She didn't need Shh. whatever the hell that silver thing is she's carrying. Like, if she had just come out with, like, the gauntlets and the, you know... I did like the scales. Like, the, the whole mm. dress all together looked awesome. And, and, and like, the, 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 the gashes. The gashes, I yeah. Were the really wounds? good. Yeah. 
to me, to me, I would have said drop, drop the the, the mace. If yeah, that's what you're, you're calling it. To me, it looks like an underwater World War Two mine. Yeah. Um, the claw gave the impression of having like a warrior, a warrior sort of fighting mermaid sort of thing. Um, and then just the hair looks really tacked on mm. for me. I think that sort of ruins the the, the top up. It's it's the opposite of Vixen. The body stuff, I really liked. I really liked her body stuff. And then the top up, it just looks a bit disjointed. Mm -hmm. I um, almost wish she'd done a similar hair to Aquaria, but maybe longer. But just that like wet hair look as opposed to whatever it is that she's done yeah. here. White was a good choice because you you're given you're given the impression that you're experienced. Yes. Because you know, you've you've survived for this long that your hair is now going gray and white. Yeah. But the puffy like. I just woke up like this in the morning and this is what I'm wearing all day. Deal with it. You know, so the hair wasn't doing it for me. Yeah. And I feel like had she, uh, cause we're going to talk about it in a minute, had she had a stronger runway look, I feel like she could have won this week. So I think that that's something that's probably going to hold her back. Cause I, I don't think that I've ever been particularly impressed with her in her runway looks. And this was a this week where she did very girl. well. Oh, right. Um, yeah she's always had weird looks yeah so i never, feel like had she done because this was one of the weeks where she did very very well in the main challenge and this could have been her week to win had she actually done as good a runway as aquaria and as well just aquaria did to be honest because next one we're gonna talk mm. about eureka Blech. this one was yeah i terrible. Didn't agree agree with the overall perception i felt it was she had the blood theme going on, and she I didn't wish she did. It didn't make any sense. Like it didn't make any she a sense. She a vampire mermaid. It's like oh, I just, I just had a little blood. I just had a little snack before I came in. Oh, I'm jibbling. Oh, you know, I wish she did like an Ursula mermaid thing. That would have been really. That would have fit Eureka's art and drag style. Well, and that but, kind of was, I think, what she was going for. But I, I really didn't understand the like the color blocked tail because it kind of made the mermaid tail go in the wrong shape. Like no mermaid has a big to skinny to big again tail. Like it just yeah. I don't know. It's like it was like trying to exaggerate the mermaid silhouette or something. And it just didn't really work for me at all. I liked I think... her. I liked her like glove wrist. Thingies. I thought that was really interesting, and I thought those looked cool. Um, but yeah, her almost like they have many fins on them. It looks yeah, like. it looked like That's she had nice. fins. Yeah, which the again, are nice it was well. up there for me with Aquaria's hand piece, like the webbed fingers, like any little yeah. touches that kind of make it feel like she's a little bit more fishy and she actually could swim underwater. I think is a really nice detail. So I liked this out of Aquaria, but. Yeah, her her bottom for me didn't work, uh, and the blood. I just was didn't get the story. Yeah, I, I didn't get the story. Um, the hair didn't match the body piece. Um, I wish she was wearing like black, and the purple of the hair would have worked really well. Mm. I think that would have probably saved it for me. Um, and also, it's like a big bodysuit instead of like showing her skin because she did Ursula. Ursula's a big old heifer, you yeah. know. She's got curves. She has a stomach, but you could have really. I I think she should have just gone for like 
Ursula did a magic spell and now she stole Oriole's power and now she's the prettiest mermaid. Yes. You know? Yeah. But the blood stuff was just like... Well, and you actually do see Ursula as a mermaid at some point in The Little Mermaid, I think. Like right at the end. I don't know my end. Little Mermaid lore. Yeah. I apologize. <laughs> no, but I mean, like, there is definitely uh, an Ursula as a mermaid aesthetic that mm. she could have borrowed from. And I this think would have really worked. But yeah, this, you're right, did and, feel very all over the place. And I'm honestly surprised that she wasn't critiqued a bit for it. Yeah. Because she has her, she always does these big long bodysuit things. All the other girls sort of had like at least a little bit of skin showing. And I think that's always Eureka's safe space. And when she does looks like that, they always look not weak, but okay to me. This is an okay look for her. Yeah. And I think this is her flatlining with her look. She's doing very well in the challenges. But in terms of the runway look, she's not doing that well. But again, I think we've talked before about the runways are like not that important this season. And I think that's why Eureka's doing so well is because she's shining so well in the challenges and good for her. Good well, for and, her. And it might start because we're at the end of this episode down to seven. So I think this is when it's really going to start. Like, I think we're going to get critiques for everyone from now on. So I hope so. She needs some. Yeah, it's really going to get to the point where. Um, Eureka is just not going to be able to rely on the challenges as much anymore. Like doing well in the challenges is always something you want to do, but especially when you get to the kind of last four and five, like everyone's going to be doing pretty well at the challenges. So yeah. then your runway really starts to matter. And I mean, uh, it did matter. She, this you're time right. She hasn't uh, done too much. Yeah, it did matter because I think Aquaria and Eureka yeah. were both just as good as each other in the main challenge. And um, same yes. with Monet. Like they were all. Very, very good in the main challenge. And the runway is what put them apart. Yeah. And I, I think I think it should be like that. I just wish the runway had like a little bit more influence. But you know, it's a, it's an excellent way to get that little bit of extra critique time on who should win and who's really performing the best that week. But yeah, it's just um just we talked a lot about the start about how um Eureka's been critiqued for stop relying on that body fat and it's definitely a strength of hers but i want to i really want to see her step out of these big big beautiful bodysuit stuff and do something different because it's what i expect and when you're complacent on a competition you don't win yeah and i don't think that she had like i'm i'm not coming down on her as hard this week because a mermaid challenge you're not going to be able to do much outside of a bodysuit, especially like they were clearly given the you must have a tail. We're going to wheel you out like don't do a skirt like they had very yeah. clear instructions this week, I think. And uh, so I'm not going to read her too hard this week. <laughs> but if she does <laughs> another bodysuit next week, oh, I'm going to rip her a new one. Next well, up. Oh, yeah. sorry. That's sorry. I'll, I'll just I'll just move real real quick. Like. Like, like I said, if, you, if you're complacent and you're sticking to basically what you haven't been critiqued on because you keep on winning these challenges, it's not going to do her any favors. So I think we're going to see Eureka struggle when it comes down to the final, the final, the final queens. You know, if she's up there, she's really going to struggle because all these looks are things we've seen. Yeah, I agree. Next up, we had Cameron Michaels, and this was our last look of the night. 
Another coral crown. I like this one as well. Um, I was probably the least impressed with Cameron's look this week in comparison to all of Cameron's other looks. Again, I think it's just because my standards are for Cameron are very high. Like there's nothing necessarily yes. wrong with anything that Cameron did this week, but it's very much a safe outfit, I think. Um, I like the hair. She, Green hair is good for yeah. Mermaid, I thought. Had she performed better in the main challenge, do I think her outfit would have outdone the other top three? I think it's it's better than Eureka's, but I don't think it's better than Aquarius. And no, I don't think it's better, better or, than sorry, Aquarius. It is, look I do this think week. it's I do think it's better than Monet's though. Um yes, so I mean agree. had she done better in the snatch game, maybe she would have given them a run for their money, but this this look just looked it's another one very much like Ms. Crackers, I think, that it looks very Disney Princess Mermaid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What and I liked about this There's nothing necessarily wrong, wrong with that. but No, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I felt it was a good look. It wasn't okay. I felt it was good. It wasn't at the height of, like, that Ultimecia Final Fantasy Crow Raven boss look she had. Yeah. But I don't think anything ever will be. <laughs> that's um, so true. I feel like that's probably what I'm judging every look that she brings out against is her is that one like maleficent amazing look that she had back in week what week two or week three i can't remember what the bird week was but you know mm. everything she's done since then i'm like well it wasn't that so it's not a final <laughs> boss of a fantasy game <laughs> yeah so... but i mean it's still You're in the bottom two <laughs> she still looks beautiful so i mean cameron yeah, can one... do no wrong <laughs> she he's now my favorite yeah. She's now my favorite um, because Miss Cracker has been disappointing for me the past two episodes, whereas Cameron has always been consistently at least good. If not great. Maybe, I, maybe yeah. failing on some challenges, but she's giving it a damn go. Yeah. Um, and what I'm happy about this look is, is she was critiqued a bit ago about her personality, her person, like who is Cameron? We see these amazing looks, but we don't see the personality of you. Again, we talked earlier that she doesn't really want to give the producers anything, but this she should thing, give the judges something. <laughs> this this look, I was very happy with the whole like vanity, Real Housewives of um, Coral Reef, you know, <laughs> look with the mirror and that. I thought like, yeah, this is this is. I I think she's going in the right direction as to what the judges want to see from her moving forward and her improving in her drag because her looks are amazing, but it's always. Cameron, I think, is what she's being critiqued on. Yeah. You know? So I like the more personality sort of shining through and her, you know, she's not, I don't think she's, she'd do this in real life. Maybe she does. I mean, she goes to the gym. She cares a lot about her body, boy, as in boy and in drag, you know? So maybe she is a bit vain, but I was, I, I really enjoyed um, her stepping out of this like quiet, look yeah thing no i agree Wasn't the best look but i'm just happy to see her improving because she's my favorite and i wanted to win <laughs> <So>. <laughs> i want her to do very very well as well so mm. that was it for our runway this week we uh i think uh, i was very very much on point with rue same thing i thought monique and vixen were in the bottom for sure yes um, yeah vixen was just she was pretty terrible and uh monique didn't do anything special in snatch game like she was kind of okay i guess but she definitely wasn't funny so i think it was a good bottom two 
Uh, Aquaria won, which I think she was far and away the winner this Deserved. week. Yes, well very, done, Aquaria. Very I've got to say, though, I mean, I was a little bit worried there for a second because Eureka did such a good honey boo boo. I was a little bit worried that they weren't going to take the runway into account and Eureka was going to win again. But I was so glad that they because I thought that Aquaria and Eureka both had very, very good. I don't know if I could pick a winner between the two of them performances in the Snatch game. So I was glad that the runway really came into play and that Aquaria had such a strong week because, yeah, she, for me, was the hands down winner in, in that in runway. In the judging, they sort of picked up on um, Eureka's outfit not being that great. Yeah. So I'm, but gl- then, I'm, like, I'm they, glad she they won. Picked she up on it. Did they talk about it in the critiques? Because I felt like they didn't really critique they her They talked very about much. it when they go, just between us squirrel friends, what do you think? Right, yeah, so when the, when the queens, queens aren't on stage. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 for them. I think they know about it, but given the weight, the weighting of the challenges, I think that's why they haven't had an opportunity to talk to her about it that much because she's always she's been quite strong in the last like mm-hmm. four challenges, you know, so strong that she's won two. Yeah. So then we but had they, sorry. Sorry, I, I was I was I was gonna step ahead of my role and say they started talking about who deserved to go home. In terms of the, oh yeah, the big, the big question to all the queens and the dreaded question. I think this This is always such a contextual season. Yeah, they ask at some point who deserves to go home, and we're going to talk a little bit later about the fallout from this because obviously, Untucked was just an absolute bombshell because it was a shit show. (laughs) We ended up with so uh, on stage we had Monique, Aquaria, Asia. Vixen, Monet, and Eureka. Mm-hmm. And Eureka. Actually, it's it's easier to say who didn't say Vixen. So um Vixen didn't say Vixen. And uh was it Monet didn't say Vixen? I I think who did Monet say? I think Monet didn't say Vixen, yeah. I think she said Asia. Because it was her biggest competition. That was Eureka. Eureka said that Asia should go home. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I um, thought there was one other. Oh, yeah. Eureka said that Asia should go home. Vixen obviously picked Eureka. Everyone else picked Vixen. So yeah. obviously that was going to explode when they got backstage. But the reason why I said you have to watch this episode, and I feel like the reason why this was such a good <laughs> episode was because Vixen and Eureka exploded at each other on stage and it just goes to show i think that although i feel vixen's um complaints about eureka are valid i also think that vixen needs to just take a second because everything that she was reading eureka for about telling her how like eureka just expects people to just deal with her personality and blah, blah 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 i'm like vixen you have literally said those exact words. I'm the Pop bear. I have the po- black. Like, exactly. Yeah. Oh my god. I was like, how do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> I was driving oh, she's me crazy. Just, she's just a bitch. Okay, it's very bitchy to go. I'm great. I'm perfect, and I don't like you. So just change. Well, but the thing is, I mean, and I don't know necessarily why, and maybe this will come up in the episode next week, but I felt like. Either this is going to come up later and it's going to reflect very poorly on Eureka 
or I don't know, but I, I feel like maybe the judges even should have stepped in because we've had this question yes. before and it's always difficult to answer, but usually it's just Queen's name, reason, move on. Queen's name, reason, move on. And as soon as Eureka's name was said, she went on the defensive. She started snapping back and she's this. It's not the time. Like, no. You don't get to defend yourself. That's not the point of the question. Like if everyone got to, you know, rebut the fact that they were, you know, their name was said and a reason was given, then they'd never get through that segment. And it just like, again, highlights how I think unprofessional and childish Eureka is being because like Vixen's big thing was she hogs the spotlight and she has to get the last word in. And Eureka proved her right. A hundred percent. Like. <laughs> yeah, she did I, I really interrupt. did actually feel for Vixen because you could even tell the Vixen was like, I'm in front of RuPaul right now. I don't want to be having this conversation, but I feel like I need to get my point across and I can't even finish my sentences because I'm being stepped all over. And this is why I feel like maybe Ru should have jumped in and shut Eureka up. But at the same time, I feel like even though Vixen was potentially being a gigantic bitch, like at least she she had a point and her point she was had proven. one she had one strong point and then yeah. she had like five points that just made her look worse and like she was just an immature child yeah I, I mean yeah like and i can see some point like eureka sucking up all the energy of the room and talking about how she always has to get the last word in and she is difficult to work with like i think all of these are valid points at least what we've seen from you know, the cuts of the show. And I feel like if the Queens are making these points, even if it's coming from Vixen, I feel like it's got to be valid, right? This can't just be the producers cutting things to make Eureka look like a villain. Eureka is who it, she is. And these are all it valid does, It's points. valid because we know it as well. We yeah. know that Eureka has, um, she's, 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 she always borderlines on like um, show hogging. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. And she's very loud and in charge and she does a lot of interrupting. Exactly. Which, you know, interrupting for good points um, is fine, but she does it all the time, even during this part where Vixen was basically having a temper tantrum. Even though she had one good point, and I do agree um, that the Eureka, the Eureka, oh my God, <laughs> Eureka does have her, her, her faults, but I feel that she's so much more self-critical and self-reflective on it and is trying to improve as a person and stop it. Um, whereas the Vixen is not at all. She's very unapologetic for who she is. And because of that, she's made no friends on the show. Yeah. Although... People who pretend to be friends with her kind of still criticize her and behind her back, you know, mm -hmm. no one really wants to be... I, I think it's bad when, you know, Cracker and Blair said, oh, she's a great friend, yada, yada, yada. but they never criticize her. They'd never pick her up on stuff. Mm -hmm. Is that a friend or is it like a sort of, it's, it's almost like they're like all a, living in fear. <laughs> it's a dictatorship. It's yeah. a sort of fascist thing. You know, the person with the power is the one who gets to decide what happens. But unfortunately for the Vixen, she's on equal footing with these other girls and clear she doesn't like it. Yeah. So after that confrontation, uh, they all went backstage, came back out, and then we had our lip sync. Our lip sync ended up being between Vixen and Monique, which, like we said, uh, not shocking at all, I don't think. Um, and then the thing that I found shocking was Monique is so just, 
oh, what's the word? Oblivious? Um, oh, Fucking there's terrible. There, no, there's that's a word I'm looking for that's kind of like oblivious when you just like have no idea what's going on. She was so like Lost. that that she didn't even right? think that there was a chance she was going to be lip syncing tonight to the point that she didn't learn the song. How yeah. can you not like you learn even if you think you're in the top, you learn the song every fucking time because you never know what the judges are really going to like and what they're really not going to like. Like they could have looked at Aquaria and gone, "Ugh, we said mermaid. You went dark. We don't like that. And she could have been in the bottom like we mm. it didn't end up that way. But, you know, like the, you, there's no telling what the judges are really going to like and really not going to like. So every single time, no matter how strong you think you are, delusional. That's the word I'm looking for. Monique yes! is just Perfect so delusional word. because she just thinks that she is the hottest shit ever to hit the stage and totally doesn't realize she's been like this since the very beginning with her card look. Although I did like the card look. Everything since then has been super downhill and she doesn't realize it. She's never realized it. And then to show up this week, not even knowing the words to the damn song, like, oh man, you could just see it on Rue's face. Like, get the fuck out, bitch. Like, you didn't even bother to learn the song. Like, you're not even trying. Like, so many other yeah. people deserved it. Like, if Vixen had lip synced against Vixen, anyone Vixen else, deserved to be there after that. Yeah. You know, as much as I, I think she's not. She's she's very similar to Monique in their attitudes. They're both very delusional, and it's yeah. like my way or the highway. Um, she definitely deserved this because at least she put in the effort to learn the lyrics. Yes, exactly. I just, I could, I, it always drives me crazy when she. I've um, always disliked Monique's attitude around that though. Yeah. Why am I, why am I safe? Because she came out in a shower curtain, love. <laughs> yeah. You know, I just, they'd oh. always ask her, you know, are you okay being safe? Honestly, no. Why am I always so fucking safe? It's like they don't understand me. It's like, well, they understand you. They understand you so clearly. That's why they didn't make you the winner because they know your your the effort you're putting in does not match your delusional sense of self. Yeah. So she, uh, yeah, I was. Oh man, I I couldn't believe that she had the balls to come out and uh, and just be like that and just not prepared at all especially when like okay so she's been uh safe four times low so in the bottom three once mm. how can you not come prepared when you've been low or safe uh, she was in the top three once too so to be fair but when you've been like mostly safe so like you really need to be on point and ready all the time like oh my god i just i was so disappointed i was so disappointed but uh vixen has been low and then bottom two bottom two so for the past three weeks she's been bottom three or worse i really think had she lip synced against anyone else she would have gone home and i think we'll see vixen go home next week unless she does devil's advocate crazy devil's turnaround advocate here yeah about the lip syncing she's a bloody good lip syncer it's one of like i think her biggest talent on this show is her ability to lip sync because she's fueled by anger and spite so she takes it as a competition like a almost like a duel but with men in dresses 
That's <laughs> and, true. Um, she's very good at dancing and just crushing her opponent in something she's very good at. So I think she's going to be, I think given her performance and her attitude and her runway looks, I'd be incredibly shocked if she wasn't in the bottom two next week. But who do I think could send her home? Because she is good at lip syncing. Well, but the thing is, it doesn't always, it doesn't always come down just to the lip sync, right? So even though the lip sync is, it's like, your last chance to change Rue's mind. But as long as both lip syncs are done well, like it takes, it takes a very over the top, ridiculously amazing performance to your opponents, like really mediocre performance in order to flip Rue's mind completely. So like I said, like Vixen's been in the bottom three, three episodes in a row and has lip synced two episodes in a row. If she's in the bottom again, that's going to be a real hard track record to defend against like we've got Aquaria and Eureka who have both won twice and who have placed highly other weeks. We've got um, Monet, Cameron and Ms. Cracker who have all been high or safe. Basically the entire competition Monet has lip sync before, but has done a good job since like, Mm. I mean, really and truly like looking at the track records of everybody else who's left except for potentially asia asia's been pretty low too but she's never had to lip sync so i i just i think it it really does depend who she's against next week but without an over-the-top performance and and obviously we don't know what the challenge is going to be i don't think i never watched the what's coming up next on drag race but (laughs) um usually the challenges tend to be like some sort of acting or comedy or um they've done like trying to sell things on the side of the street or like strip club performances like there's usually interaction with other people which vixen doesn't excel at so i don't necessarily think that she's going to be um very highly placed in next week so we'll have to see but um yeah i think vixen's gonna be going home soon I, I don't want to say this about anyone on the show, but I really hope she does go home because I don't think she has the right attitude about She's not the one that you want, and I feel like we've like said this, this before. She's not the person you want to be an ambassador for Drag Race. No, she doesn't give it a good image. I feel she's... I respect her for staying true to her values and stuff, but in my personal life, I've had to deal with people like that who it's my way or the highway and i'm perfect and you try you try and talk to them if there's an argument you know they just ignore you and then they they dig deeper and they attack it's always attacking and they never let anyone in and those kinds of people you end up you know just having to leave behind and i think there's a lot of the vixen has probably lived her life like that and you know i don't I don't know how many friends she has, but the way she acts and the way she talks, it seems like she's really hurting on the inside. Yeah. But instead of opening up about it and looking for help from other people, she gets angry and she's spiteful and she's angry and she's fueled by negative emotions instead of more positive ones. So, yeah. And, and she hasn't changed. And therefore, I feel like I don't think she's. Not that she hasn't deserved to be on the show, but I'd much prefer someone like Blair to be there than the Vixen because not only performance and runway, but... Can we just take a second and talk about how absolutely tragic it is that we didn't get to see Blair's Snatch Game? Because I feel like Blair's Snatch Game would have been amazeballs 
Like, what would she have done? I don't even know who she would have done. I don't even care. But Blair was so funny. And I'm just so sad that we didn't get to see her do an impor- uh, an impersonation and do some improv. Because, like, that's what she does, right? Theater. Like, that's her thing. So mm. I'm, I'm so, so yeah. sad that we had to that's sit through. That's very true. Uh, that we had to sit through like Vixen and friggin' Asia and Monique and not Blair. Like, oh. I will. I will say one thing about Blair though. Since she came out on us with her story on national television in America, I do hope she wins Miss Congeniality. Mm. As much as Miss Vanjie is like the best meme ever to come out of the show, in terms of like actual. <laughs> actual like competition and being a likable character i think miss blair is just um, yeah i think it would a, be either uh for me the runner and who's in the running right now is probably either blair or asia just because asia has been so motherly and so helpful i think but i mean asia's had her mm. her shady moments too so we'll we'll have to see how that all plays Mum out Mum shade though you know yeah. someone yeah. needs to be told that's true. Yeah. yeah, it's all it's always true, and someone needs to hear it when it's coming out of Asia. That's true. She said uh, to Vixen as well. She's 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 like not had goes of Vixens, but she's disagreed with her a lot, and that's why I like Asia. But she's slipping for me. The past yeah. few performances haven't been great. So now we get to Untucked, which, like we mentioned when they were asked who deserves to go home, there was going to be some big <laughs> drama in Untucked. Um, but first, we get a. Very chill, very quiet, Cameron and Cracker, because there's so only good. there's only two safe queens now, right? So yeah, it's a, it's not the the crazy big catty fest that it has been in the past, and uh, yeah, Cameron and Cracker just chilling and like they just chilled when they great. took their tails off. I'm like, oh my god, Cameron <laughs> doesn't have any bottoms on. <laughs> it's like a little triangle, just a little modesty <laughs> panel. I was like, mm, hello. <laughs> Never put that tail back on again. Guy on guy. It was really nice because they were just, I feel like Cameron and Cracker honestly have very similar personalities. They're they both seem quite nerdy. to me like they would just be total BFFs. They, they're quite nerdy. Yes. Honestly, because we know Cameron, Cameron is a gamer. Yeah. Right? Cameron is a hardcore gamer, um, which is again why I like her because all her references and all her nerdiness and all the stuff she likes is stuff I like because we are entertained by some of the medium. But it was just great how they were just chilling and having a drink and just bit- bitching about the other people, kind of. It was lovely. Well, it it was, felt like, it like, like you and me that. on the show, you know? <laughs> I thought it felt like a lot like they were just sitting there just being shocked and excited that they were safe. Like, they were just like, yeah. oh, my God, we made it through Snatch Game. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which was so fun to watch for me. <laughs> oh, it was it was it was it was really nice. It was very heartwarming. It was, yeah. and there was no drama, there was no yelling until Yet. <laughs> all of the rest of the cast came back and had a just total blowout because obviously everyone said Vixen should go home. And gave perfectly valid reasons because Vixen didn't do a good job at Snatch Game. And that was the reason that was given was either that she didn't do well on the challenge, didn't do well on the runway, a combination of the two, or seems to have plateaued as a competitor, which are all Every point was valid. valid. Yes. <laughs> and they were all different as well. Yeah. And that's that's why I, 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 again, don't think that Vixen deserves to be here with her attitude. I think it's wrong. 
Well, yes, because then she just totally calls them all out and says, you know, she's they're throwing I've her under the bus. I've been loyal to some and, unloyal yeah. bitches. And I'm like, it's not about loyalty. It's a critique. Exactly. And they have to pick somebody. That's the thing. And I feel like, you know, I wouldn't want like I would want people to be honest with me, because if I was in the competition and every if I was Vixen and everything had played out the way it played out today, then my next step after being the winner of the lip sync, my next step then would be going into the workroom the next day, working harder and asking the people who said I should go home what parts of my drag I needed to improve on, like what they thought I was lacking, what made them say me. And, you know, how can I improve and how can I stay in the competition as opposed to I hate y'all now, you, all you all bitches need to fuck off and whatever else she said. Like, I've been so kind to you and off. I'm like, you haven't. Oh, you yeah. You haven't been kind of people. You saw Aquaria there just look at her like, really? Well, and then she tried to throw everyone else under the bus by saying yeah. first, well, all y'all have said that Eureka needs to go home and you're sick of her and blah, 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 blah. And the looks on the faces were just like, no one else has said that. And she's like, well, you may not have said it with your words, but you said it with your faces. It's like, what? Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I hate that. I hate it when people put words in your mouth. It's just. Yeah. And Cameron, oh. actually, I saw Cameron turn to Eureka and like pat her leg and just be like, I never said that. And yeah. I like I thought that that was a really nice like and it wasn't the focus of the shot. It wasn't, you know, obviously it's Cameron. So it was quietly and tastefully done. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, like I just I, I really liked that moment. And, you know, there were I, I think it might have been Cracker actually say, like, don't put words in my mouth. Like, I never said that. And that made made uh, Vixen kind of back off and say, oh, you said it with your faces. And it's like, no, Vixen, that's not like. That's Again, with the delusional, because she yeah, delusional. she didn't say, like, you're right, I had a weak week. She said, like, you guys are all crazy. You guys, it was almost like she was expecting everyone to throw Eureka under the bus because she hates Eureka so much that in her mind, everyone else, any little, little critique they have of Eureka must be like how she feels about Eureka, you know? Mm -hmm. She she hates she hates how she's always doing the big girl routine. She hates how loud she is. She hates how she interrupts and she cannot see the good side of Eureka. There is a very good side to Eureka. She has some positive traits too. Yeah. But it's because the vixen is so her personal personality type is my way or the highway. She refuses to be changed by anyone else. Any critique is an attack. And it's 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 my way or the highway and that's just not it you, no one, it's never worked. No one can be friends with someone like that. And when she's immature enough, I think, when she says, you know, you're all throwing me under the bus. I've been so loyal to you. Now you're not loyal to me. It's like, it's not about loyalty. It's a competition. And even before that, it's a critique because fact is, honey, you've been poor. You've not done well. You've been in the bottom two for a reason for a while now. You know, your looks are unpolished, they're unfinished, you do amazing face looks, but the rest of your design isn't great. And if she, if if they all attacked her because, you know, she's a bitch in the workroom and they can't stand her, then fair enough, I think her critiques would be, well, it's because you hate me and fuck all you guys, you know, I've tried to be nice to you. Has she been nice? I don't know. But then it would have been a bit more valid, but none of them were personal attacks. No. All her stuff was personal attacks. 
and I think I think it's just a personality. And honestly, I feel kind of bad for her because, you know, this is this is sort of my sister who I've had connections with for a while now because this was her attitude to basically everyone else. Um, she ended up moving from New Zealand to England because she ran out of friends. Mm. You know, um, and it was always a case of it, she was always right. And I think that's the biggest flaw with the Vixen is she's always right. How can I be on the bottom? I was perfect. Yeah. It must be the other queens. It can't be me. Any excuse trying to make her feel better about her not being up to snuff in the competition, she'll find. And yeah, she's always just digging in. And I think honestly, she's the type of she's the type of queen who will say what she does and she'll be like what she does and then she'll go home and she'll cry for an hour because she hates herself. I really and feel she like doing it. That's all of what you just said is why she's not improving this competition is because she just she doesn't take in any of the critiques. She doesn't she's listen to anyone so else. She's got this picture. Yeah, she's got this picture of herself in her head and it's just perfection and she's never going to get any better because like she came in at like say a five other queens might have come in at a two but now they're sixes and sevens because they're taking the critiques and they're improving and she's still a five and she's never going to be an eight a nine and a ten because she just doesn't take anything in she just is what she is and everyone else has to deal with it and in terms of this competition it's just not going to be a good enough it's not going to be good enough to win so now she's sticking out at the bottom because there's so few people left in the competition that now totally all agree. of the rest of the of the worst queens have been cut. Um, I think even some queens who got cut are better than her. And uh, yes. yeah, so I mean, now she's just at the bottom. She's going to stay at the bottom and she's going to go home. So um, why improve if you're perfect? Exactly, exactly. So there is one other thing I wanted to mention before we talk about Monique and her final statements on the show. But um, one thing that Cameron and Cracker talked about that I forgot to, to mention earlier was... Um, they actually talked about the cost of drag, which I know was yeah. kind of a um, theme this week because that was Monique's excuse was that she mm. didn't have a lot of money. And so she brought fabric instead of outfits and she had to constantly be sewing. And that was why she didn't know the words to her lip sync is because she was up making her mermaid costume. But they also mentioned both Cameron and Cracker. They were having a discussion about how much money they spent. And Cameron said that she spent more money on her drag to come here than she spent on the down payment on her home. Cracker gave the example of college, which to me is tens of Insane. thousands of dollars either way. <laughs> and yeah, same here. I think that shows in a lot of their looks is they, they are perfection. It also tells me that they know what the looks are going to be way ahead of time, right? Because like, no one says, oh, what should I buy? I'm going to go buy a mermaid tail. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so obviously they're given uh, some amount of information of like looks that they should prepare ahead of time, which makes <laughs> some of the other queens and other weeks and other looks have less and less kind of excuses. But um, I mean, even if you are like, if you have the amount of knowledge to go ahead and buy something ahead of time, then I think Monique has even less excuse because she could make a mermaid look ahead of time. You know, there's no reason she needs to be throwing things together 30 minutes before the runway. So 
I think just overall, Monique was another delusional person who just she was come prepared, yes. and she um, it's unfortunate she was using her finances right. as an excuse, and I really don't think that's right because there's been a lot of people who have come from poor backgrounds on the show before who have gone on to win, and I just think that you know it, she just she shouldn't be using excuses. As much as biggest like, example for me is Chichi Devane, who yes, came Chi-Chi. out using tinfoil as braces. Yeah, and she was in the finals because they desired. Was it was it top four for that season, or am I thinking season nine? Did uh, she get eliminated at number four? Because I know she placed fourth, but I think nine. She, she um, I think she... oh, she got eliminated. She got eliminated because she isn't in the um the music video. The queen who got eliminated was going to have their content cut from the music video during uh, that season. Ah, uh, okay. I so she wasn't. She wasn't season nine. She was. Uh, she she was season, she was season eight. eight. Yeah, yeah, and she was fourth. Yeah, so she didn't make it into. Uh, she didn't make it to the like live final thing whatever top three yeah she was she was the one to me who improved the most yeah and she came from such a poor background and she used it as an excuse early on and then michelle Fassage came in and said there's no excuse you we want you we we brought you here because we think you're a star we think you're all stars we have so many things available here for you and every queen would like to help you please let us help you yeah you know don't be afraid to ask for a thing or limit yourself just because of your financial situation. We want you to be a star here. Please use everything you can. And then she started to. Yeah. You know, those things in the back of the workroom aren't just for show. Exactly. Right? Yes, exactly. You can't so. use that fabric. It's part of the set prop. You know? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So I just, I didn't really, I was kind of glad to see Monique go because she's been like I said, just right in line with the Vixen with a lot of the, no, Similar. I'm perfect. I don't understand why I'm not winning wow. and blah, 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 blah. Not, not, not so much of a cunt. Yeah, she hasn't, been a, she hasn't been cruel to others the way Vixen has been cruel. but She hasn't caused harm. Yeah, but she has the same attitude, I think. So I'm, I, I'm glad that she, she went home this week. Um, like I said, I loved her card dress at the very beginning, but she has not been performing. I like the way she talked as well. America, the yes. bitch looks great. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I, loved, I, I did loved that. Yeah, I did but. like her. Uh, you're right. Her her mannerisms and her way of speaking were Ooh, really one thing I funny. did forget about Untucked, and we've talked a lot about the vixen, but she did get her own special video message from her mother. She did, and the entire like I didn't really know what she said because the focus was so much on the vixen crying out little breakdown. Um, her mother was very, very supportive. She was a fighter like Vixen, you know. Yeah, she was that's very that was basically the gist of the video from what I got was basically saying, like, you fight, you be you, like blah blah blah. Because Vixen basically just said, See, that's where I get it from. And like, yeah. I think sh- they bring these out when the queens need support. You know, they have these videos in the data banks and they bring that out for the queens who need a little bit of support, like Blair after she told everyone. Yeah, about that's her. true. Yeah, survivor, survivor as a as a um a rape victim, and, and then also Eureka, Eureka because about, of the actual health update on her mom. Yeah, which is fabulous, and Eureka's been so much better since. You yeah, know, true. I think, but the thing for me is all the girls with her support of like, oh, we see where you get it. You have such a great mother, you know. You know? And then she just turns around and goes, "Fuck all you shady bitches." Yeah, and it's like, well. You can't do anything else. They've tried. They've been 
So apart from Eureka and Aquera, they have been so incredibly patient with this woman. Yeah. They've been so incredibly um, passive about her and just trying to give her space. And in and... some cases, straight up helpful and supportive. And she's yeah. still just been horrible in some cases. But so in her mind, she's the one that's been doing all the support and yeah. now they're not coming through for her. So very much looking forward to next episode. I would not predictions. Should we do some predictions? I think that'd be fun. Sure. What do you want to predict? Bottom two. <laughs> bottom two. Who who would I do you think Vixen will be in bottom two next week? I absolutely think she will be. I will bet you one copper and wow. <laughs> she, I she don't even know what those words mean unless you want me to give you an actual copper whale. Is that a thing? Like, can I get a, you a, a statue? Cop, a, copper, a copper coin in World of Warcraft. I'll mail, I'll mail you one. All I've right. got like seven days left of subscription <laughs> time if she doesn't get in because that's how much I care. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I think bottom two will probably be Vixen. I think if they go for like full drama mode, it'll be Eureka and Vixen, and Eureka will stay and Vixen will go home. I think if they go yes. like just from performances, although Monet has been getting better, but I still think she's one of the weaker queens there. So I think the ones who will go through easily next week will be uh, Cameron, Ms. Ms. Cracker and Aquaria. I'm not 100% sure who will be down in the bottom. I think it depends on the challenge because I think Asia is a very good runway queen. She comes up with a lot of really unique. She takes some risks. She has some really interesting costumes with the one exception of the one they had to make. And she was helping everybody else in general. Yeah, she does a very, very good job. So this I think uh, for her, it just depends. <laughs> runways don't matter that much. Yeah, it just. Well, and I think the, they're going to start mattering the smaller the group of girls is, I think. Um, and I can't wait. Yeah, me too. I cannot wait for it. I hope this is the point where we start getting individual critiques. Mm. Yes, well. I think it will. Like, I think we're done. I think this was the last because you can't send one queen back. You're right? safe. Go drink alcohol. Go talk. Yeah, go talk to yourself. Couch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, yeah, we're, I think we're done. And again, this is my first actual season watching Untucked. I didn't even realize it was a thing. So I've never seen any of this before. Um, and mm. yeah, I really, um, I, so I don't remember exactly where in the past they've stopped, but I mean, you can't send one person back there. That's silly. So I think we'll get all seven critiques this week um, or next week. Sorry. And like I said, I think if we look at just past performance, barring some sort of amazing main challenge next week, I think we're going to have Vixen versus Monet. Um, if they just go full drama and if Eureka has a very bad main challenge. I think it could be Vixen versus Eureka with Eureka sending Vixen home because they've absolutely done that before. Taking the two queens yeah. with the most drama and pitted them against each other in a lip sync. It happens. A, a double so. a double challenge. That's what I think that will happen. They'll have such strong characters with such strong history on the show with each other now. They could quite easily say, Eureka and the Vixen, you'll be working together for this aspect of the challenge. Oh, Can yeah. Cameron and Cracky be working for that for this aspect of the challenge. You know, I have, well, I, I, I don't have no doubt, but like this would be the perfect time, I think, for them to do one of those challenges yeah. in sets of twos. Yep. Because we know, like, I, Vixen tried to screw Eureka and Aquaria over by pairing them up in a previous week. That fucking um, backfired. And that totally <laughs> backfired. But I think that, like, 
Vixen being paired up with pretty much anybody at this point is going to be a recipe for disaster. Like the only ones really that she could be paired up with if it is a challenge of two would be probably Cracker or possibly Cameron um, that wouldn't result in World War Three. <laughs> like she yeah, seems to have burned just... all the other bridges. <laughs> they're all they're all sort of done with her and every single challenge she's in, like we don't see the process in the making of the challenge, but every single time she's on a team with someone, it's always verbal attacks trying to be made into humor. Yeah. We saw that today with Beyonce. Um, verbally abusing her child who apparently can't talk yeah. and then on the wig panel we just saw them taking the piss out of the sweet innocent uh country girl yeah you know so, can we just talk yeah. about one more thing that might potentially be a spoiler and might just be twitter like being oh stupid oh honey what, what's happening i saw a tweet from ms yuha saying she was the one who was coming back this season Yuha. Yeah. Yuha Hamasaki. That's all I had to say about that. Yeah, she was eliminated. What was that? Like way back, like week two or three, maybe week three. three. Uh, she was eliminated. And yeah, I saw her tweet out saying she was coming back this My season. strong, flexible body will bring me back. Into it, the yes. <laughs> and I really, really hope that they don't do that. Like I said last week, I hope they bring Blair back. I was actually looking back at everything like Blair's performance and she was either high or i think she did win one week but she was high every like she was top three every single week until she was safe and then eliminated and i'm just like that doesn't seem right to me like to be safe when there's still like nine queens left like there's three queens that are still or i guess four queens that were still safe when she was uh when she was still around like there was still a big chunk of people in that like middle ground so to me, safe doesn't mean you're anywhere near the bottom. And then she got totally bullied on the competition for that as well. I feel that the judges sort of um, just took uh, Vixen and Cracker talking as like a good thing, even though everything they said was kind of trashy and yeah. really mean. You know, I, I felt the only one on that panel who did well was actually um, Blair. Yeah. Yeah, so you know? I think, uh, yeah, I really hope that they decide to bring Blair back instead of I Yuha. I love like, it. They double eliminate Eureka and Vix and we get rid of the drama. We bring back Blair and everyone rides into the finals on unicorns. That's yeah. what I want. Well, we, I think uh, just gauging by the number of episodes left in the season and they have brought somebody back, I think, every season, possibly not in the first or second seasons, but... They've definitely brought people back. Like, there's a precedent for this. It's basically how the quick can game. you come here? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I, they're probably going to bring somebody back. I hope they go with Do Blair. Oh, yeah, I'd love Blair. Do we know how many episodes are left in the season? Have they disclosed that? Uh, I think they're always the same. I think because we are not on track if it's the same. Because season eight was like ten. Season nine might have had more. I'm looking. Netflix. I'm looking. <laughs> uh, oh, it says uh, TBA for number of episodes. So let me see. Uh, season nine had 14 episodes. Season eight had 10 episodes. So you were right. I didn't realize it was so few episodes. They but they have, have so fewer queens. Because normally it's, yeah, here's yeah. another uh, season seven was 14 episodes. 
season six was 14 episodes. So yeah, season eight was just ridiculously short for some reason. They must have had like less contestants double eliminated. And yeah. Um, yeah. That's it's, yeah, that's really weird. Um, it's good though. 14, we're on track with the amount of queens we have. So my mm-hmm. guess would be 14, which is excellent because it means we're um, just over halfway. Yes, we are. We are, yeah, halfway now. So, all I right. Can't wait I think... to consume more kin- cringe drama. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I can't wait for the Vixen versus Eureka lip sync because I'm pretty oh, sure that's gonna what's going to happen. So, uh, she'll just yeah. eat her. Oh <laughs> my <just> God. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hilarious if that was the gag. <laughs> just Eureka chasing oh, her around God. trying to eat her. Vixen would be so mad. Anyways, She'd that's going to do it for her. us. Yeah. That's going to do it for us this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Richard, where can folks find you on the internet? Um, you can find me on Twitter at Godilicious, um, and you can find me on Twitch at Godilicious. I've streamlined all my names together for ease of browsing. Excellent. And you can find me <laughs> on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Plays. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye! 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 Bye. Let your whole body talk